2: And find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
1: The Around the NFL podcast is legal in the continental United States, but not Hawaii.
0: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Christopher Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan.
1: Good afternoon.
0: All right. Welcome I'm a little, to I'm a little
3: worried about this show. Sessler hasn't eaten a thing except for what are those cheese puffs all Baked, day? Baked Cheetos.
1: They are hideous. Baked, <laughs> Baked Cheetos. Hey,
3: if <laughs> hey, if your Cheetos weren't unhealthy enough, let's
1: bake them. Or wait, that's supposed to be more healthy. They're now is, healthy. It's
0: allegedly it's more break. healthy. They're now as I healthy see. as an apple.
1: Forgotten in the in the exercises taste. <laughs> I grabbed these off a rack in the break room, and I'm regretting every moment. It's of like eating a cheese uh, rice cake. I don't even like cheese. All right.
0: Uh, all right. Like so cheese. No, he doesn't like a lot of things. <laughs> it's what, like is, throwing... what is your line, uh, Greg, that you have about Mark? Like throwing cheese on sawdust, though. He's yeah, a fooditarian. Like. He... Mark's a fooditarian.
3: He doesn't like bread. That's not true. You like bread.
0: <laughs> and bread? Wes, Wes, basking in the glow before we came on, he w- he found out that they just built a cornhole deck at Huckapoo's. <laughs> Clearly, the most uh, you know obvious bid and really desperate bid yet by the people of uh, Tybee Island to woo West back East.
4: <laughs> it's, uh, that's a veteran move on their end. Than where Cornhole was, they turned into a stage for bands. They have a lot of live music there. So I'm liking this new setup. I bet
0: you, bet you are. Yeah. They're basically going to just put like uh, – Chris Wessling presents Huckapoos (laughs) above their signage eventually. They're pulling out all the stops.
4: I think they're making big money now, whereas you know, the the place burned down in a fire when I first moved there, and everybody helped rebuild it. Mm. So we all felt a sense of ownership, and now they're really starting. The the actual owner is starting to make
1: some money. Area man leaves NFL reporting gig for parlor game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Greg, you are fresh off a a Mountain Goats concert.
3: Wow, I, you know, yeah, that <laughs> was, checking ex- in. was exciting. I I, mean, I don't know, I don't think that's going to really resonate with a lot of our listeners, but uh, yeah, the wife and I had a nice time.
0: Earned you some indie cred.
3: We were out late. You know, we're used to going to sleep early. I
0: stuff. I went to yet another U2 concert last night. I'm Your third. Kind in of week. embarrassed about it now. Wow. And uh, I was right next to uh, Pierce Brosnan, double oh seven. Hmm. The faded 007 (laughs) action. What do you mean, right next to steel? Like you guys
1: were chatting? We weren't talking,
0: but you know, we were both watching.
1: Is he the type of guy that in person looks like 15 years older than he does on television? He looked good. He looked handsome as hell.
3: I always, when I hear the name Pierce Brosnan, I this I must be the only person that does this, but I think of Bronson Pinchot. (laughs) Very different.
4: I I I, I can get that. I can do that. (laughs) Um, All
0: right. So big show today. Uh, We. Have some things to get to. Like we, we teased on Tuesday's show, We one of our favorite things this time of year is really to take a look at um, what we call off-season tropes of uh, the coverage of the NFL. And this might seem like maybe we're attacking the establishment that we cover, and perhaps we are, but we're also... You know, uh, poking a little fun of ourselves because this is what we do for a living. And the same kind of storylines seem to recycle every spring and summer. So we're going to go through some of those and and kind of tag it up with some active storylines that are happening right now. So the off-season tropes uh, we will explore. Also, uh, we will check back in with the mailbag. Uh, we did it last week, and we always like to, you know, get get in communication with our listeners here in the United States of America and abroad. All around the world, Mark.
1: <laughs> why are you lo- why are you looking at me? I agree with you, the whole world.
0: I thought you know, you said you spent a portion of your childhood in uh Siri.
1: I did in London, outside yeah. of London.
0: So maybe I I thought that would connect with you. That's why I was looking at you.
1: I don't know. Something weird is happening in the studio right now. Let's just continue on into the first segment of the show.
0: So, yes, let's do that. And uh, there is, uh, before we get into those things, we will check behind the glass. He's a man you can already tell the confidence is building as he gets more comfortable in his role as the new number two behind TD, who's in Nigeria uh, for a wedding. He is Sully. What's going on, fellas? Sully, hey yo, hey yo, Sully. I have, <laughs> What's I, happening?
5: I have to admit, I failed you guys.
4: That? Again? What
5: happened? You gave Don't admit. Me a task that. to find a trope song, and I didn't.
0: Oh, Sully. Oh yeah, are, that's right. Are you already yeah. slacking off? Yep. We had a. Um...
3: <laughs> at, least <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> at least you're, at least you're upfront about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: There, yeah. You only had one job to do. What did you do all oh. of yesterday?
5: <laughs> uh, well, I BA'd a show. Uh, what does
3: that even mean?
5: Graphics. Now you're BSing what with show? us. Grew It was it was a pilot. It was a pilot for uh, for one of our producers that might come out. I won't, I won't give any won't give anything away, but it was hmm. it was good.
0: We had a uh, shadowy league figure uh, conference meeting earlier this morning where we went over how to properly file our TPS reports, also known as our employee reviews, and how to you know put the wording accurately and all those things. I would say this is something that will have to come up, Greg. If you were to be reviewing Sully on his second show not to come up with a trope song, it would probably have to come up and maybe he would lose a star. Well, I don't
3: need a formal goal process. I am reviewing him right now. You know, <laughs> oh. you're talking about some pilot. We've got a show that's on the air. It's doing great. How about that's the it's, been a, it's it's been a busy <laughs>
5: couple of days, guys. I found right, know I did admit it I did it hey, do I get some points back? I did go see you two last Wednesday. You did? Yeah, it was great. All right. With me you do, but that's but yeah, it. I, that's, yeah. that's what it counts. His well,
1: defiance, you. though, is much less abrasive than TD's. <laughs> <The> southern charm. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: All right. Let's, uh, let's do some news. All right. Let's start in Philadelphia where the Eagles, of course, have a brand new backfield. Um, LaShawn McCoy he's yapping away up in Orchard Park, and that leaves DeMarco Murray. And Ryan Matthews in the backfield, and you would think that DeMarco Murray, the reigning offensive player of the year, will be their bell cow guy with Matthews having some type of secondary role. But not true necessarily, according to Eagles offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, who revealed Wednesday uh, that the two running backs will split carries this season. Uh, Here's Shermer. They're two really fine players. They're two guys that have been starters in places that they've been in, and they're going to come here and kind of share the role. I think that's terrific that that's their mindset because both men have said the right thing so far. Mark, spent some time in Siri. Now you're here in America eating those cheese puffs. They're baked. You tell us. <laughs> Should we buy into this, or is this uh, you know a little teaser of an offseason trope?
1: Well, it feels we hear these tropes, this type of thing, for a lot of different teams. What I kind of buy, though, here with Philly is that I think if they had initially – gotten Frank Gore like they wanted to, and if they felt that Frank Gore was healthy enough to be their workhorse, they wouldn't have signed Ryan Matthews. I think with DeMarco Murray after the season he had last year, I am buying the fact that they went out and found someone else that can be leaned on, and I'm not saying it's a 50-50 split, but I don't think it's an 80-20 split, so I I buy it from where they are today.
3: I think if they're healthy, it is an 80-20 split. I'm not buying it. Teams speak with their money. Ryan Matthews signed a three-year, $11 million contract. That's pretty low level. DeMarco Murray is getting paid like a superstar. The only reason Ryan Matthews is on the team, in my mind, is that they felt bad after they offered him a contract, and then they realized they could get Murray, and they decided not to take it back. But I I don't know if I buy that. I, I, see, that to me
4: around. doesn't seem like a smart move either, though. None of that means anything once a season starts.
3: That's fair, what, the contract doesn't mean
4: anything? It doesn't. No, once the season starts, they're going to play the better player. And anyone who's seen Ryan Matthews the past two years, I don't know how you would doubt that they're that he's going to mix in. I mean, he's a really good running back.
3: I, I love Ryan Matthews, but I disagree that contract terms and where you're drafted doesn't have a big impact on the rope that you're going to get. I think DeMarco Murray they see as a guy who's durable that can take a lot of carries. Terrible? That, that's what they see from last year, that they, they believe that he's a guy that can take a lot of carries, and but that don't, they I, paid him for it.
4: I think they signed both of these guys, and to go with Darren Sproles, the one part about this article is that they are definitely going to be a run-first team this year. That They led the NFL in rushing two years ago, and that's what they want to get back to.
3: Everything that Ian Rapport reported was they'd ever planned to sign both of them. The the, the idea was to sign But they're there now, and and Ryan Matthews is a really good running back. $21 million guaranteed to uh, DeMarco Murray on that contract, including a $5 million signing bonus and three. He's getting paid like $9 million.
1: Well, then we need to back the truck up then with this Chip Kelly is a genius if he's adding players for millions of dollars because he doesn't want that person to feel bad. Because, number one, you're not really doing a not service ob- to Ryan Matthews if you're not letting him get a job somewhere else where he would have started. If he's going to just play, well, that was exactly of the snaps. what they did.
3: They wanted to be an upstanding organization. They said, "Go, go check out, see if you can get anything better." We had this offer for you. And we're not going to pull it from you now that things have changed. He went and made it very clear he was looking elsewhere. He kind of threw the Raiders out there. Hey, can anyone top this? Raiders out? No one really good came calling. and He said, "Well, I guess they we are." Well, I just
1: think it. it will see more from Matthews than. People initially thought. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if Ryan Matthews rushes
4: for more yards than DeMarco Murray this year. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying that it's likely to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. Ryan Matthews, if we had this conversation last May or last June, you would have thought that Ryan Matthews probably rushes for more yards than DeMarco Murray.
0: And they're both guys that have had serious injury issues in their past. So, to me, yeah, maybe the Eagles – did well by sticking to their word and still paying. But at the same time, it makes plenty of sense. They're similar type of runners, so maybe that's a little strange. But at the same time, we got two guys that maybe could would be better off you know, having 200 carries apiece.
3: It wouldn't surprise me if Murray is the lead guy for five or six games. He gets dinged up. Then Matthews is the lead guy for two right. or They're three They're going to need he both. He gets dinged up, and then you're back to Murray, and they kind of flip-flop like that.
0: All right, let's move on to Tennessee. Marcus Mariota, the number two overall pick in the draft and a lot was made of the offense he came out of in college at Oregon where there wasn't, you know, under under center work and you know I remember Mike Mayock consistently um pounding the table talking about how that was something that was going to be an issue as in his development. Well, it sounds like the Tennessee Titans are going to go down a route where Mariota won't be under center a lot this according to the quarterback's coach James John McNulty who told uh, the Tennessean, I think you're you are in the gun a little more now anyway. The under center gives you a little more threat of the run and play action and, and to push the ball down the field type of thing. By the way things go with the pass rush, you are in the gun a big part of the time. Uh, so may, this makes sense to me, especially for if you're going to make this guy a first-year starter and put him right in the lineup, which seems to me it's, it's not a great situation for a player like this. But if that's what they're going to do, they're going to have to – Tailor to what he's good at, to start at least, right?
4: thought it was funny reading the article from the Tennessean where McNulty is is talking about this, and he's hyping up how much they're going to use the shotgun. And he says, ah, maybe a little bit over 50% of the time. They used the shotgun 65% of the time last year, which was one of the sure. highest rates in the league. There's no way they're going down in usage. Uh, I, had, I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, that they studied not only Oregon's offense, but Miami uh, Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles, and a little bit of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Bengals use a lot of the concepts that Andy Dalton used at TCU in a spread attack. So to me, they're going spread, and it reminds me a little bit of what the Redskins had RG3's rookie year where they kind of didn't let on to the rest of the league what their plans were. And I think that McNulty might be downplaying a little bit just how much they're going to use the shotgun. I think they're going to use it pretty much
1: as their base offense. Do you trust Ken Wisenhunt? of the generally compared to the rest of the other head coaches in the league to take a guy like Mariota out of Oregon and build an offense around it. He's been wedded to the same type of offense for so long. I just wonder. They have to do it, so he's going to have to try.
4: I feel like that's a, a narrative that we've kind of swallowed whole, that Hunt isn't creative and he can't mm-hmm. develop young guys. And I, Well, has he? He can't develop Max Hall and John Skelton.
1: Well all right I mean, but I mean but I don't know that, I don't I don't mean I don't know if that means he can't develop Marcus Mariota. That's fair. I mean I just think there's not a lot of proof that he, he's the guy you want doing that.
0: I would say that Wizard Hunt is in one of the toughest positions of any coach entering entering the season. He's already he's been there 2 years now, correct? Or has it been one?
1: No, that was well,
3: one. This will be his first year, season. so he can't it coming. Feels out, like ten.
0: Feels like ten years, but it's <laughs> a really bad first season uh, with an uh, ownership that's going to want to see some results in year two. But if you have a young quarterback that's making a ton of mistakes, you could be in trouble. You could put Lovey Smith in a similar category. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. This,
3: this whole storyline really doesn't make sense anymore in the NFL because of the increased use of shotgun. It's not just that the sixty-five percent is a crazy number. I was just. Looking it up, the league was at 58% last year of shotgun snaps. I mean, that's what it is. It's not going behind center anymore. As recently as 2005, it, teams had never gone above 15%, or the league had never gone above 15%, and now they're just every team does it. So it, it's turning into college. That's what it should do.
4: If you had read my Ohio River I know, offense, I know. Oh, I would, that awkward.
3: would be in there. Well, I, I wanted right. to go find that stat. I knew it was uh, somewhere, but it's you know 4,000 words. It's stuff you didn't know. Did where you not read it? it. Right. Of course I did. I think it's two a great job. 2004, I was when it came out. Everyone should read it.
4: <laughs> in 2004, <laughs> I believe, teams were only using shotgun 15% of their snaps. So it's gone up 26 out of 32 teams last year ran shotgun on more than 50% of their snaps.
3: It's crazy. And they, and they have to. This goes back to our quarterback conversation with giving Cam Newton the money that, okay, our quarterbacks coming after him that are going to be any better? The NFL is going to have to change their offenses to fit what these quarterbacks can do.
0: By the way, John McNulty made me think of um, James McNulty from The Wire.
4: Jimmy. Oh, yeah, yeah. My
0: favorite Wire character. Really? Yeah. And everybody goes with Omar. They always go straight to Omar. And great character, D'Angelo Barksdale.
4: I like how Bubbles calls him McNutty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bubbles is a great one.
3: Do you
4: have a favorite
0: character, Greg?
3: I don't think I have a favorite in particular. I think I like Stringer. Not like a. I never yeah. looked at it like a sporting team. Really? You like Stringer? Stringer,
4: I like Stringer.
0: It says a lot about the man mm. what his favorite wire character is. I think Mark would like McNulty. I don't know if you've seen the series.
1: Well, what does it say about me if I've never watched an episode? We should move on. I think Bunk is probably
3: my favorite just because you're always Punk. happy. You're oh, always yeah, happy him. See
0: him. I agree <laughs> with the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on, let's talk about Marvin Lewis, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals head coach, who has some issues with the new PAT rule that changes the uh, uh, extra point from a 20-yarder to a what is now a 32- or 33-yarder, depending on uh, the spot. Uh, Marvin believes that that will hurt the teams in the cold weather AFC North. I've not been for it, said Lewis, according to the Cincinnati Inquirer. Nothing was wrong with what we had In this division, it makes a big difference, a huge difference. It's a disadvantage of our division for our division because we are playing in it all the time.
1: Come on, Mark. Well, no, there is a stat in in the piece where road kickers, teams that come into AFC North stadiums from that extra point distance are hitting kicks at about 85%, which is far below, you know, the normal that teams are kidding in domes and other things so statistically he has a point I mean the bottom line is it doesn't matter you have to adapt now you know Billy Cundiff lost a couple games for the Browns last year on what would have been kicks right around that extra point range well
0: Billy Cundiff is terrible exactly but you've got to go out
1: you can't you can't deprioritize that position if that's going to be an issue for you
0: I feel a little stupid because isn't
1: any team no that
0: Marvin Lewis is playing, playing on that same field, and no, but he's conditions? saying,
1: well, yes, what's, he's I saying mean, road teams. But what's yeah. his point? It's stupid. I mean, well, what, what is what is he unhappy about? His point is that if you're one of these teams that ends up, unlike maybe the Chargers or a West Coast team, and you play the bulk of the second half of your season in crap weather, that that range is not as easy to hit as it would be in in a dome or one Yeah, but the weather.
3: other team that's, is in it. I mean, that's they, the
1: automatic response. It's the dumbest but argument the, I've ever heard. If it's they, not, Greg. The stat points out that the home kickers are doing fine. It's the road kickers that are getting So it whacked. helps Marvin Lewis. So then that helps yeah, it. but he's that's on the road half the time, too, in Pittsburgh and Cleveland and other cold-weather state. I'm not saying it's a rock-solid argument, uh-huh. but that's what he's pointing to. By the way, Everybody relax some journo probably asked him the question and he had to spit something <laughs> out. Right? Give me a
3: break. Probably. Now he is he's on the competition committee. I think he's fired up about this. He thinks it's a stupid rule. Wasn't which,
4: the point of the rule to make sure that it's not a hundred percent and that maybe it is closer to eighty five or ninety
1: percent? Well, I like when Chip Kelly says he doesn't like the rule and it's like, Oh yeah. Chip doesn't <laughs> like the rule. But when Marvin Lewis doesn't like it, basically his gist was it doesn't make me want to go for two points either. Well, Marvin Lewis is an idiot. We've, we've been through this well. I just don't get his point. Yeah, i, I to struggling that. But in general, they it. tried to get people to change the game and go for two, right? Wasn't that the gist? And we called and it. Everyone a measure, is right? saying that no one, that nothing's changed here. We're not going to go for two in, more,
3: including Marvin Lewis. Like his logic, when you read it, what have we incentivized to go for it? These two point plays work less than fifty percent of the time. It's the same sort of scaredy cat logic that Marvin Lewis coaches with during games that he's afraid to do anything. But Chip Kelly said True. the same thing. Have some guts.
0: Vikings special teams coordinator Mike Preifer Preefer? in his press conference today said that there will be teams that lose games this season because of the extra point, which to me immediately, and he said it will make it more exciting. Number one, it won't make it more exciting. It will be, it will make it more frustrating for a football fan when you lose a goddamn game because your kicker couldn't hit a 32-yard extra point. That's why I don't like the rule. You gave the kickers more power to control the outcomes of games, and you didn't make <laughs> the two-point conversion easier and incentivize that. They messed the whole thing up. This
3: is going to yep. be just like the overtime debate that was – Raging in 2012, I believe it was raging. It really was. <laughs> i mean It definitely had a lot more buzz and controversy than this extra point one did. We're the only ones stoking this fire. <laughs> <What> else <laughs> are also going to talk about. By the only. Christ. By the time the season came along, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, like, it doesn't really matter at all. This Wait, might affect one." Let game it
0: be or. on record that when we talked about the narratives that we're not buying, I said that the no one's going to be going for uh, two. Chip, no, the genius, agreed with me.
3: Now, I hear. My point is. It's not going to have a big impact in the game. I I think we all agree. Well, not for your Patriots. But I think
0: Prefer is probably right. A couple of these boneheads are going to miss kicks that are going to cost games.
3: Is
4: Prefer the guy who's no longer on Chris Cluey's Christmas card list? Yes.
1: Yes. That's
0: right. That's right. I knew it was a familiar name. All right. They'll stay in the AFC North finally. Mark, you know, uh, I know you're a big sports fan outside the NFL. You like to all the different professional sports. NBA Finals starting Thursday. And uh, on the Browns website, they have a story up. Browns, this is the headline, Browns feeding off Cavs energy in their corner as NBA finals begin.
1: Is that right? Is that well, how that I works? I pointed it out to Dan because it has got it. had a ridiculous image of Joe Thomas high-fiving someone about the Cavs, but then you realize he's high-fiving someone in a batter's helmet from a baseball game. So yeah, like the editor, it's just a, I don't know. The editor's
0: like, like, give me any picture of, of Thomas celebrating outside the uh, locker room. He's like, but he's high-fiving a guy at a baseball game. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, it's a city that hasn't won a championship in, what, 51 years? They said. Could you possibly cut them a break? It's been the most <laughs> amount of seasons
3: for any city aggregate if you add up the different sports. It was 193 seasons, but there is one city that's been in a longer title drought. By one year. Can you guys guess that from our research department? Belize. San and
1: Diego?
4: Minnesota.
3: Uh, yes. And okay. yet Dan Hansis thinks the Chargers fans have it good. They're insane. I G- never there. said They've that. They've experienced a lot of pain. I have never Chargers said that. Fans you
0: know I love the Chargers. And if, if we had the sound drop, I'd sing the song right now, but I don't know if we do. <laughs> do we have a a piano San Diego sound drop?
1: Superchargers? Yeah. You are pushing hard on the on Sean there.
0: Yeah.
3: There is – Actual smoke coming out of Sean <laughs> the ear, Sean and, the and the listeners,
0: I get a lot of tweets about this. If you have it, it'll be huge. And if you don't have it, jeez, this is a tough spot. Why,
5: why didn't you send me an uh, email? It, sometimes these <laughs> things happen naturally. He's crumbling.
0: These things yeah, happen. Right?
5: because I because I'm going through a soundboard that I have. Uh, all, right. all right, not we'll organized. Either right. we'll come back it's to TD's it. Or Td's organization, this part out. which is yeah.
0: crazy. Please. All right, here we go. Yeah. Anyway, like
4: Charlie Day's handwriting.
0: Can I? <laughs> Can I ask a serious question, Mark, before we move on to the Trope Talk? Because, in all honesty, you don't really have a lot of serious sports interests outside the Browns, professionally anyway. We do of have so Okay, yeah, no, yeah. no, this right. is not a shot. Yeah. Um, is there a part of you deep down that wants the Cavs and the Indians to lose because you want the Browns to be that team that finally breaks the uh, mm. slump in Cleveland? Fair.
1: Well, that's a fair question. I think fifteen years ago I would have said absolutely, let it be Cleveland I still think it's a football town no matter what you tell me. Let the Browns be the one to break the streak. But come on. For that city and those people and whoever follows all three of those teams, at this point, any one of them wins it and I'm happy for the city. And maybe it you know, maybe it takes a little bit of the the bad energy of what's going it, on out there off. It, you the siphon that energy so, in an older the an older
3: softer Sessler. You've gotten sentimental Should, with age. You're kind to the Children of Cleveland. Fair. Uh, sure. Shouldn't
4: it be noted? I mean, it's not, a lot of these people aren't alive anymore, but the Browns went to 10 straight championship games at one point.
1: Yeah, when you were like negative 30 years right. old. But it did happen. I, well, I agree, and most people don't realize. Yeah. Most Ravens fans that I've talked to who are 20 don't even know that they were once the that's, Cleveland Browns. That's the so, same, that's the same it thing add up to
5: these guys.
0: San Diego Superchargers, San Diego
1: Superchargers!
0: Is that Bono in there? Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've seen Bono a lot the last week. Uh, it sounds more like the village people. I wish, I wish, <laughs> it is. Yeah, but, the village but, people? Yeah. No, it it, uh, it could no. be.
5: I have no idea who it is, but. Uh, um, I wish Dan took uh, his, uh, his
3: goals for the year as seriously as he takes singing that song. Dan, definitely uh, <laughs> taking
5: some notes at the U2 concert.
0: Like uh, Sully, great job. Thank you. I did some digging. All right. Uh, where were we?
1: Isn't it uh, actually on TD that he's created a soundboard grid that no one can decipher? Oh.
0: And while we're on the topic, I, I thought of an idea for TD. I'm going to use a code word in each show that he's missing to make sure he's listening because he should be listening even though he's in Nigeria. And he'll tweet me if he's actually listening. Here's today's uh, magic word or code word. It's actually three words. Ed Begley Jr. If he tweets <laughs> that to me, I know he listened.
4: Ed Begley Jr. Where we were was you were about to chastise an entire generation of human
0: beings. For, oh, no. For having
4: no concern whatsoever for anything that happened before no, you were born. And I
0: totally get that, Wes. And I, I know you're a big-time historian, and I, I love the history of all sports but i will say that like when someone comes to me as a jets fan is like, "Oh, you can't say anything. You won the Super Bowl in 1969." It's like, "What? I, I mean, that's 45 years ago and I wasn't even alive. So don't like t- say that makes my fan experience easier because it doesn't."
4: I like that there's this kind of Pride in how much suffering there is—we've all had.
3: Well, a part no, of being a for certain fan. teams, right. you,
1: yeah. that's all you have to cling on to. I never that's knew your that was
3: such a thing. I would think, well, of course you wouldn't. Be <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the Patriots <laughs> used to be bad. Well, you were like twelve. This is essentially the the reason why the fan pain rankings. From Dan Hansis are coming out later this yep. summer. That's what's called a tease. Maybe in about a month's time, counting yep, down true. the seven franchises that have experienced the most. I'm doing games.
0: a lot of research, and I'll tell you what—it's uh, any one of these teams really could probably make a case.
4: I could make a very strong case
3: for the Bengals,
0: who you know, without you know, spoiler alert—they probably made the list. <laughs> I are number
3: they one. Did or not. It would don't order order number they are number one. It'd be a crazy best. list if they didn't make the top seven. I, I'm
0: going to go as far as saying. Uh, Greg, your team missed the list, but <laughs> there's a good chance the three teams represented by Mark, myself, and at least Wes formerly are going to make the top seven, which maybe gives our podcast some of its underdog charm. I don't know.
4: Mm.
1: I think so. With and then we've got nothing else to cling on the to. The yin to point.
0: the yang, and then you have Greg on his throne of ease.
3: I'm enjoying it. <laughs>
0: All right. Remember
3: that. Uh <laughs> he he actually leans back in his chair while he's <laughs> on the throne of Eagles. That's
0: what that's what's happening. Ed Begley Jr.
3: That was good times at the uh, Super Bowl. Where was that Super Bowl? Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> so I barely remember. It's ugly. It is
0: so,
1: so early June. So ugly. Doesn't even know where he was.
0: Alright, let's do let's go through some of these off season tropes and again, as I said at the top of the show, these are hyper familiar storylines that will pop up every single year if you follow the nfl world uh closely um it will be different teams and different players and different coaches uttering these uh or getting behind these storylines but they're always going to show up it's just it's just the nature of the game so let's go down the list some are the ones that i, I wrote in a piece last year but some were we came up with some today some new ones that we've seen and maybe we'll connect the dots and some storylines that are going on right now um... We'll start with uh the offense has never been faster. I don't know if we've seen that one yet, but it's out there usually. Uh stop me when you want to delve into one. Player X, Colon. I've never played with someone quite like player Y. That pops up a lot.
4: Curtis Lofting yesterday about Khalil Mack, he's a monster.
0: There you go. Uh injury prone player X bulked up in off season.
3: Now oh, that's the number one.
1: No, well, that's, it's bulk up or I lost weight. Or, or I've never felt healthier in my life.
3: Everything that went wrong last season. Well, we're good now. There's no way that could happen again because it's May and, and I'm healthy.
1: Right, look out. This guy who was an absolute travesty <laughs> last autumn has gained eight pounds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> player X, I haven't been this healthy in years. Oh, yeah, there he is. Uh, player X is better now than before serious injury. Uh, that you see a <laughs> oh, lot. Yeah, that,
3: there's a lot of that. I'm faster
0: than I was. It's like, before. dude, you blew out your knee, and you're a year older. Unless you're Adrian Peterson, you're probably not
1: better. Probably not. I hope you are. Or you are in June, but then the games start, and all this melts into nonsense. Or
3: you're going to be suspended for violating the league's <laughs> performance and <laughs> Which football, happens obviously. too.
0: Who is the guy that showed up? Like, Everyone. His, his, his shoulder pads were pumped up. It was reported. Oh, uh, uh, you know, the guy in uh, Deion Jordan. Remember last year? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's
4: right. Deion yeah, he, Jor- looks like he, took an, <laughs> he looks like he took an air pump to his shoulder. That's a great. Oh, yeah, he pretty much did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach X,
0: we're extremely impressed by Camp Body Y, Faded Vet Z. So, you know, they bring in somebody.
4: It's usually some wide receiver who hasn't been good in six years.
3: Well, it's tricky.
0: Or Darren McFadden. Or a, or a seventh-round <laughs> pick, and everyone's like, oh, this guy, what a steal. Wow, we, we found something Actually, special here. Actually, right. this Cut guy is August. usually
3: Theo
4: Riddick.
3: Right. It, <laughs> yeah. It's always it's Reggie Bush. It's because you have three newspapers writing three stories a day for all of training camp, and you got to write th- something. It's kind of like in Green Bay this offseason. Who's the most written-about player? It's probably Jeff Janis. Oh, they yeah. just love they love <laughs> Jeff Janice. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, forget about Jordy Nelson or whatever. Janice has taken over.
0: There's also been like <laughs> fifty stories about how Brian Bulaga staying in Green Bay has brought much calm to the line. <laughs> oh, of course. It's like all right, well, okay, that's cool. <laughs> um Player X, unsure if he will attend minicamp. Uh Mo Wilkerson Wilkinson, Wilkinson oh, yeah. is one guy that stands out this year. Uh, Here's two different type of headlines that are similar. Middling Team X will shock the world, or Player X guarantees Super Bowl trip. We had one of those recently.
4: Byron Maxwell of the Eagles guaranteed Super Bowl.
0: Speaking of Byron Maxwell, cornerback on cornerback crime always can count on.
4: This is my my pet peeve, like the last three years I've noticed. And Greg made the point, this is probably unique to this era, and it might end in five years. Well, we won't even remember it, but... The obnoxious eight, uh, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, Antonio Cremarti. This quarterback doesn't travel. This quarterback doesn't shut wide receivers
1: down. This guy's not a true lock. Shut up. Just shut up. Well, the problem is, and this is probably anyone attached to media anywhere, is that these stories do better mm. on websites than your actual academic look into someone's offense that no one reads.
3: Why is – well, Antonio Cromartie said – Sherman is a product of the system. Why, you know, why, well, that's ridiculous. Why is he so concerned about this? But how come it doesn't happen at other positions?
1: Well, did it you, not? Was it not wide receivers, hear, You though? never hear
3: Josh sitting, hey, Marshall, Yonda. Nope. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> You're a bum. Or you never hear, you know, Navarro Bowman. It's like, that Luke Keekley he's no longer number one at inside linebacker. There's a new Bowman in town. It's just I think the cornerback. It
0: might be a Sherman invention, though, because he was – the guy that went chirping the most. This is even before they started winning Super Bowls, and I think that rubbed a lot of guys around in the league the wrong way because he does play that system that maybe a guy like Patrick Peterson or Darrell Rivas uh, uh, don't play, which is where you're kind of in a zone, you're getting safety help. But uh, it does happen constantly now, I do every feel like six months or so.
1: Wasn't there a period where you could not get – a group of five or six wide receivers to stop talking and often about each other. They the heyday they of Randy Moss and T. O. they yeah. they were known as the diva
4: position and now it feels like it's cornerback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you uh, you're right, they do they do well, especially on social me- social media. Nothing puts a step in our guy Goose, Bryce Gustus
3: and step like cornerback on cornerback heat. That's our social media coordinator, also uh the recipient of the commissioners award. Best, rookie, uh, of, rookie the year of the year last, year last year at the NFL. Yeah. Congrats, Goose. Well, Amazing. he's
1: tailed off in year two, though, so that would be... More slump. Yeah, hey, by the, the way, trope right the right rain's there. coming
3: to an end in a couple of weeks. Enjoy it,
0: pal. <laughs> uh, running, backs, running back by committee stories are very popular this time of year. We just talked about one early earlier today in Philadelphia. How about Player X has mastered the fundamentals, and it allows his natural talent to shine through, which is a sister of Coach X colon Player Y understands playbook now, which is always very <laughs> insulting to the player. <laughs> Cordero <Cornel laughs> Patterson. Patterson. Yeah. That's,
3: that's him. It's a lot. It It's always these articles that are written with clarity – that it, that completely explain. Oh, this is why things happened last year. It's kind of it, kind of like even that Broncos writer saying, "Oh, it's it's good now that Kubiak's here to change the culture, w- that wasn't you know too good under John." F-. how come no one was writing about that at the time? No one was writing. Cordero Patterson does, you know, do it at the time. Surely we were. All right, that was, Dan that wrote was one thankful. saying North yeah. Turner
4: rips on Cordero Patterson's route running.
0: Yeah, remember that. Uh, all right. How about this? <laughs> Sorry, Greg.
3: <laughs> the worst point I've ever made. <laughs> no, I think
0: Thanks you're right really about the
4: Broncos'
3: point. I'll see you guys later.
0: Uh, valuable skill player X wants to return punts. One of my least favorite oh, yeah. ones. It's like Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Uh, and someone Des else. Dez Bryant. Yep, Dez Bryant. Someone else came up this week. Uh, always volunteering to be that guy. You know, maybe you should. Sit that out. It's basically a bunch of 230-pound m- mountain men firing themselves out of a cannon I feel at like
1: you. that is just like freak out your fan base. Right. Like, oh, let's put Earl Thomas as our punt return. You've got a bunch of guys that aren't starting – to take these roles, or you take your third wide receiver or someone. You don't put Earl Thomas back there. It's a
3: great sign of how popular the NFL is, minutiae like that. Hey, Bryant took four punt returns at a practice where there's no tackling in August, and, like, that's that's going to be a big story.
0: <laughs> right. If you knew the inside story, it might be Jason Garrett, in the back of, the mu- back of his mind, needs a guy in an emergency scenario four other guys get assassinated. That's bring- never going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that- no one gets assassinated in Dallas. A little it brings me to oh, to <laughs> <laughs>
0: What?
1: <laughs> I'm not. Wes isn't the only historian
0: drop, person in the room. Drop the
3: hammer. <laughs>
0: wow. wow. Moment of silence.
4: I was gonna say that brings me to my least favorite part of last week: the whole <laughs> sky is falling because Eric Fisher took a few snaps with the second team at left tackle. It, it turns out Andy Reid just wanted to get Donald Stevenson a few snaps in case something Fisher, something happens to Fisher. That feels the like a shot
0: it, at Greg, too, because I think Greg wrote the post about it. No, we Fisher.
3: never did it again. We decided oh, okay. not to do it because we thought it was stupid. Yeah,
4: we we kind of found out the real story and we didn't take it and run with it like other sites did.
3: Sean is still trying to recover from what happened uh, a few minutes ago. I shouldn't even talk about it more because we might have to have our first political <laughs> um edit of the uh podcast. <laughs> We're never
0: getting invited to the White House now. Uh oh this one kind of connected with the uh playbook uh teammate X teammate Y more focused this year. I like focus. Like this player is more focused now. That that's a real shot of what he was last play? year.
1: Yeah. I like to call that the Justin Gilbert Award. <laughs> yeah, he, hey, well he's trying hard now. It'll be fine. Yeah, he's plugged in. He's he's
0: attending meetings awake. Is part of Joe Thomas's job by the way in addition to cheering on the Cavs uh, making some type of grand statement about each of his teammates on the Browns. Seems
4: like
1: it. Well, you gotta again he's you accessible. gotta go back to the writers because it's like that's who they go to, who's a nice guy who's gonna he's probably at this point agitated enough to say something honest. What's the
3: only w- the only member of the Browns anyone really respects year after year is Joe Thomas. You want to hear from
0: him? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much true. Speaking of your friend Gilbert Mark, player X, I'm not a bust <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, who said that <laughs>
3: Eric Ebron just said. Eric oh, really? Uh,
1: D. Milner it. said it. There's a lot of that. Well, and I'm part sure of the trope is the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> well, and part of the trope with that one is I'm not usually it starts with some sort of counterattack on Twitter towards fans. Isn't that what Ebron did? Didn't he go back at people on Twitter this week? I'm not the boss. All right. If I was a professional <laughs> athlete, I would not have a
4: Twitter account. Nothing good can come of that.
0: No. Uh, next up, Lashawn McCoy calls people racist. <laughs>
4: Every that's year. a trope? Yeah,
0: it's year after year. Year after, year, after, after year. I think
4: LaShawn McCoy loses his mind on social media or with reporters year after year. Yeah. Remember he, his OC Yumeniora beef? Right, which was multiple summers. So right. are
1: we in a better place now? We're not, but that was very tedious if, in if, its own right. If you guys didn't see the clip
3: uh that are that's listening of LaShawn McCoy going at the Buffalo Reporters, it's it, I'm surprised Uncomfortable. It, I'm surprised it didn't go more viral or anything. Look it up on NFL.com. It was Really uncomfortable, and I really wanted one Bills writer to just like ask one more question about Chip Kelly. Just to by the just way,
0: go bully to the Buffalo writers because they should have went at him the way they did. They could have even went harder to be honest, but is, also asking
3: normal, yeah.
0: Questions, and they were and they were dogged about it. It reminded me of Doug Marone when he first took the job. Remember when he had a really terse exchange early on? Well, and it was when Mario Williams
1: got hurt, and he right. went back at them saying he doesn't have the details. Leave me alone. And it was like, wait, this guy's got a little bit of an edge How to about them.
0: western new york sports journos? that interview Not backing it, down
4: greg's referencing was like for me that was
3: that was tough to watch
4: kind of an epiphany on why sports writers especially grizzled sports writers after a few years in the business just have no respect for professional athletes Because LaShawn McCoy treated them like something he would have picked off the bottom of his shoe. I thought
0: you were going to say it it, it was a perfect example of why the Eagles traded LaShawn McCoy.
4: You you could tell by the way LaShawn McCoy was acting that he thought that everyone in this vicinity was so far beneath him that they weren't worthy of his time.
0: Uh, All right. How about this one? Did I do player X? I'm not the bust.
3: Yes, we, we just talked. <laughs> I'm not
1: <the> bust. <laughs> that was like yes, a boss yes did. That
0: that's a minute ago. you' can make me a boss, but I'm not a boss uh team x excited about rugby slash basketball slash fill in the black <laughs> oh, god uh <laughs> star who'll you know probably be cut in august
4: though. right i would the guy I was thinking of was Eric Swope of the Colts, but you've got uh Be careful here,
0: Wes, with the Niners guy because we have a lot of listeners. I was going to say, I actually think
4: Jared Hayne will make the 49ers roster. But the other guy, the Olympian guy from the 49ers, what's his name? Akoye? Lawrence Okoye?
0: Yeah, he's been on. Flojo? The practice squad. I don't yeah. know the Olympics too well.
4: Yeah, I, I saw an article from him like two weeks ago saying, you know, he's going to fill the void of Justin Smith. Well,
3: how about you make the team first?
1: Well, I think yeah. I wrote at least 12 Jeff Demps articles for NFL.com over time. Oh, Dempso? True.
3: There's a lot of ex-basketball player ones. That that was really it for a couple of years for about six or seven years. Wasn't there a guy from Duke for a while? Either way.
4: You've got Darren Fells from the Cardinals. There's a couple of.
0: Games. I didn't. I never really understood Jeff Demps's like um, career decisions, because he definitely prioritized the track end of things in the Olympics, and then he was like, "Well, I want to moonlight in a, a side career where I could have a decent chance of suffering a catastrophic knee injury."
1: Yeah. Well, and he's showing up in like late August, after his track <laughs> season's over. It's uh, like how the much whole thing. Can you about. earn in track, uh, in a non-Olympic year?
0: That's fair, but you got to make a choice.
1: That's yeah. what I'm saying. I doubt you can earn much. It's like the extra
0: point, two-point conversion thing, if you want to get back on that. Half measures. Never we, do anybody any good. That's
1: how the Patriots got LeGarrette Blunt. So, Gre- Greg, you that you found the whole thing to be intriguing. That's true. The first time around. And I, I'm just glad we got
3: some closure on Jeff Demps. Oh, Demps, and We just gave him a little, little run. That's
0: true. <laughs> Never again. And finally, <laughs> aging quarterback X. I can play well into my 40s. Oh, yeah. Drew Brees. This yeah. year, Romo uh,
4: says him and he and Witten want to play another
0: five years. I think Tom Brady famously Tom Brady, said yep. he wants to play into his forties. Let me just uh, a heads up: probably not going to happen. Probably going <laughs> to get crappy <laughs> right around thirty-eight or thirty-nine. You are going to fall off a cliff. You are going to start getting hurt a lot. You are going to get shabby.
4: Peyton Manning, thirty-nine.
0: Yeah, very close, and you know not to what was not but, not to disturb the throne of ease. Tom Brady, thirty-eight. These guys, they're gonna get crappy because that's how human beings work. What I don't was Favre's year? What the science is?
4: Favre was 41. He
3: got up there,
1: 42 maybe. I know. Sesler was 41 in his. What was his we'll good
0: Vikings 40. year? I think he was. That that to me. He is was 40. The in very, very top ceiling to me. I would be stunned if you see 107 else.
4: passer rating, 33 to seven TD to interception radi- ratio at age 40, and then age 41 was his fall off year. <laughs>
0: Greg. Clock's ticking, baby. They just
3: won the Super Bowl. It was awesome. Did you see that? I didn't I didn't think they'd win. <laughs> Where did it take one? place? I'm happy. Arizona. It's hard to remember Arizona, Tampa. <laughs> it's hard up. to keep track of all these Super Bowl wins. Well, not that
1: as much.
0: Sully, we need it. a throne of eavesdrop. What's going on? A lot of Patriots talk over here.
1: By the time they, Brady retires, his son will be drafted in the seventh round. Six round, and he'll go but right the on. Mo-
0: the Moynihan son or the uh, – I don't know. One awesome. of
1: them. The best of the three will become a Patriot and take you for the next 20 years. It'll be a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers-like handoff.
3: Arizona, great place for a Super Bowl or fine place, but let's be honest, not, it was, it's not a memorable place. That's all I'm saying. No. Uh, no. <laughs> yes. nice,
0: nice people and nice city, but still New Orleans is head and shoulders above any other Super Bowl city. Just
4: Manicals lost all Z-Bark. of our Arizona listeners.
0: Um, <laughs> all right, so those are the tropes. Uh, real quick, Entourage update, Greg. You're in good shape. We, uh, Greg really, you know, he didn't really hang any onion, and I still took him anyway, because I wanted to further along the podcast and have some fun, so I gave him you loved... three days, uh, not including Saturday or Sunday gate, which I'm not happy, for the Entourage movie to make $25 million. It's off to a relatively slow start. I think it's made $7 million
3: no, five, five point four, but that also included Tuesday night. They had. Oh, you better believe
0: end. I'm taking the Tuesday night. No, deal. I know,
3: but that it's fine. It's <laughs> so, not gonna matter. The good thing is, I like you always like to move the goalposts on uh, bets after. Move that, your goalposts after posts. the fact. <laughs> Say, oh yeah, well, I didn't really want this or this or that. You know. Let me let me speak. It's not gonna matter. Their number is gonna be low enough that no matter what the equation was, I would have won it because I think it's gonna end up about twenty five for five days. So.
0: I, wouldn't, I would like to wow. now use this just one second to, to talk to all the bros. Hey, guys, I need you to go to this movie. <laughs> Finish watching this, and then go to the lo- local multiplex plex, and watch Entourage. It's going to be a great movie, but before Saturday.
3: And don't you, don't you
1: need the bros to buy the 18 sandwiches you owe this room right now? <laughs> don't, I know. I'm
3: don't don't bring that. your girlfriends because uh, that movie has no respect for that half of the population.
0: <laughs> well, that was I w- <laughs> when you talk about moving the goalposts. I'm okay buying a sandwich here because I don't want that movie to do well. Finally, let's go to the mailbag. It's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting to go through this mailbag because give me one second, I'm filibustering. <laughs> Because it's a great time. All right, here we go. It's a great time. We'll start with Graham Hackney at G Hackney 78. Aside from QBs, which one player's absence would have the biggest negative impact on any team? One non-quarterback that would absolutely decimate a team to the point where, you know, they're a three or four-win team or something. Hmm. Or they're a six-win team that wins one or two games.
4: This is basically Damashek's Jenga theory.
0: Yes, we was is his Jenga theory not include QBs?
4: He tries to take QBs out of it. Okay, uh, we we've, we've seen this happen a number of times. The Patriots have been, you know, a much worse team without Gronk. Uh, the Texans haven't done well without Arian Foster. Uh, I think Marshawn Lynch would hurt mm-hmm. Seattle big time if he were gone. Uh, the year Julio Jones went down, the Falcons couldn't do anything.
3: Well, we can do defensive players, right? Yep. J.J. I mean, Watt is kind of the obvious. Here's the weird answer. thing:
0: they went two and fourteen with him once.
1: But what they're gonna that's they're not gonna not fault. win seven
3: no. games or something? I mean, that's it's like because Matt Schaub was throwing a pick six every other time he dropped back. I'm just saying he's the best player in the league, in my opinion. Uh, non-quarterback. How about we'll no, throw, throw gotta this one out, Wes? Wes. Got to be a candidate here. Wes,
0: you'll like this one, Odell Beckham.
3: Of course. We talked about this in the newsroom today. Greg was shocked
4: that I thought that outside of J.J. Watt, Odell Beckham is the best non-quarterback in the NFL. All
0: right, next up, this is from... Statement.
4: uh, I don't know how you can get better than unstoppable.
0: (laughs) At Rulers Philly. By the way, one thing with Odell, he's got the sore hamstring now. One thing to keep an eye on is his health. Can he stay healthy?
1: I would bring him back in week five every season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, this is from at Rulers Philly. What Eagles uh, wide receiver do you think will have the most receiving yards this year? All right, here's uh, the depth chart as a reminder: Jordan Matthews, uh, Nelson Aguilar, their first-round pick, Josh Huff, John Harris. You want to get excited about him?
3: Miles Austin, Riley Cooper's in there. You can Riley throw. Cooper. You can throw in Zach Ertz. I mean, why not? It says receiver. He's a, re- he's a receiver.
1: I I think it's Jordan Matthews easily. I'd agree with Matthews. I mean, I. Maybe maybe Aguilar. What do you have like nine hundred fifty? He for has a rookie.
4: rookie last year.
3: Yep, he
1: was around. 900, I think he'd 000. do
4: better this year. I think they're going to move him around. A
3: little. I like Aguilar. I th- I think he might lead all rookie receivers in yards. Have in that, you
4: ever seen him play?
3: I they've been watching him at OTAs, moving <laughs> nicely, getting this some is good this blood. year's Bishop Stanky. No, I I like everything <laughs> I've Savage. read and all the things. That's exactly how what you're
4: saying about B- Bishop The Sanky characteristics
3: of him. He's certainly much more highly thought of than Jordan Matthews was coming out of college. I think he's got more of a, a bigger skill set all, by all accounts. And They're going to run the situation. ball. Aguilar. Aguilar. Yes, <laughs>
1: All right. What, you did not have an opinion minute on minute. a rookie. You, you, you were
3: telling me how great the Panthers wide receivers were the other day because of Devin Funchess, who's a four-seven, yeah, two hundred oh, and forty-five. actually, I,
4: I didn't say because of Devin Funchess.
3: You said he was one of the. He
4: was in. You the think picks. Kevin Benjamin is not very good? That All was right, what scientists. our debate was. All right.
0: Moving on, Caleb Sir, Searly, uh at K underscore Searly eighty-seven. Mark that probably means he was born in
1: nineteen eighty-seven. Use yeah, or me. he's an older person that committed a heinous crime in 87 and has been on the run since then, or hiding
4: out. a high school football player plays wide receiver and wears number 87. Mm.
0: All right, so it really could go any direction. <laughs> uh, what would you consider a success for Marcus Mariota's rookie season with the Tennessee Titans? Excuse me, Titans. That's a tough thing to measure.
4: I would measure it by do I want to watch them on Game Rewind on a weekly basis because I haven't wanted to watch the (laughs) Titans in about three or four, maybe five years.
0: I'll throw out some tangible stats. 16 starts, 3,000 yards passing, 400 yards rushing, 20 total touchdowns.
1: Well, I'll I'll go closer to Chris's where it's if you're going to start week one, you stay on your feet and you last 16 games. You don't get benched. You don't get hurt in week four you're dependable, you show you can be that guy, and you improve. I don't really, the stats side of it, What's I don't 3,000
4: yards anymore? I mean, that doesn't really. Yeah, I'm
1: setting
0: a low floor for him. Yeah. Play
1: wire to wire and give that team some hope. I think that's pretty much it I Mine exactly
3: would be to see if Chris Wesseling likes to watch him on Game Rewind. <laughs> <There>
0: <laughs> I'm you glad go. you're
3: invested. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt, if he's, if he's still the Titans coach next year, that would probably be a good sign.
0: He won't be. Uh, this one from David Ely, uh, our downstairs news editor. Trust the news editor uh, His Twitter game a little up and down. Can be honest with you, uh, but in this case, good mail, bad question. What's more believable, Emma Stone as a Hawaiian or the plot of San Andreas? Mm. Now, Wes, I'll fill you in. I don't know if you're I up was to date ask on summer why movies. Is
4: Emma Stone, a Hawaiian. Emma
0: Stone is in, and Mark, you have good insight on this. You saw the film Aloha, the new Cameron Crowe vehicle. Uh, she she plays a quarter Hawaiian woman and it's come under fire in the internet because she's the whitest girl alive just about and uh, military
4: Santa people have babies on in Hawaii all the
0: time. That's true. I mean, Mark, your take?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I you, the answer. The someone question. can be Hawaiian, right? And you're you're looking more, or Ely is looking more from a ethnic right standpoint. What's more well, believable? The
3: answer. Well, the question is, what's more believable? The plot of San Andreas. I don't really
4: well, considering so. that the plot of San Andreas is Native desig- Hawaiian,
0: like, I should say it was
4: the plot of San Andreas is impossible. The, we, California cannot have an earthquake of the magnitude that is the plot. For West Saint is Andreas. correct.
0: That is the right answer.
3: Plus, you never know. I've got two uh, two children right now. They're both half Japanese. One of them looks like he's half Japanese. My son right now just looks like a white guy. Like you wouldn't know.
0: He looks like a white.
3: Looks like a <laughs> oh, right. young one. Yeah, guy. so
1: I'm going Stone, more re- more realistic.
0: Yeah. Are you offended, Greg, that they would hire the cast Emma Stone instead of let's say Olivia Munn? I don't know much about this. Uh, okay. Topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we keep moving, Ely. I don't know. Bit of a uh, batting, pa- a batting practice fastball. Not a lot of zing there. This from Bobby Wilcox, at Bobby Wilcox. Uh, oh yeah, this one bothered me a little bit. Uh, speaking of tropes, why don't QBs why don't QBs sign team friendly contracts to help win Super Bowls? Brady has four rings. The only recent uh, mega money quarterback to win the Super Bowl is Eli. Uh, everybody's got to well, calm down about the Tom Brady thing. He made more money when they restructured it, and it's all in the first three years. And Tommy Boy did just okay. They cooked the books. And that's it, but it made it look like he took a lot less money. Come on, let's hey, be fair. No, that's well,
4: not entirely true. Peyton Manning gets buried
0: and they're, they're all did business. help the salary cap. Okay, but did he still take home Which more is money than supposed? the point, of, supposed, it, it, is the point in the of initial
3: years, but the final years of his contract are wildly low. This,
0: he got a lot of credit. But they're going to redo the contract if he keeps playing. That's probably. Well,
1: how about this? Every quarterback that's worth their salt is taking a team-friendly deal because you look at what players are getting paid in baseball. Mm. Some schmo hitting two ten is making more than Tom Brady, <laughs> that's, so that's true. it's ridiculous. Right. All quarterbacks are underpaid.
4: I think the answer is that because nobody wants to take more money for doing their job well, or less money for doing their job well. Everybody wants to make what they can. And
1: but, you have a support system around. You have managers, agents. No, You, you can't right. be a renegade and then take a I massive
0: pay cut. I don't like that question because it always seems to go back to a dig on Peyton Manning, and I've always found that to be unfair because it, it, he is not cost— the Broncos a chance to win the Super Bowl. He has made
3: that a organization well, a ton of money. And that public pressure from it might have ended up helping the Broncos make him take that pay cut. To me, that's one of the more underrated, surprising stories of this entire offseason that Manning took a pretty large
4: pay Don't, cut. Don't uh, underestimate the union in this, too. They do not like stars taking less money mm-hmm. because then it's, it upsets the pay scale for the other players.
0: Uh, this from Patrick Cordyback, the Cordyback. I like that. More ridiculous. Gil Brandt's Cam Newton-Aaron oh, Rodgers comparison. Oh, that's not nice. Or Peter King's power rankings. And uh, All right, let's, <laughs> let's unpack this a little bit. Uh, Gil Brandt, who is, you know, the podfather, uh, said that uh, – <laughs> Wait, what did I say? I, I can't concentrate. Sully's so like cracking up. Great. it's
3: great, shut. You know, having Sean back there, we got someone that actually listens. It's to like the an show. actual dance party. It's a back live now. studio audience. He's been no, cracking I, up the whole time. Uh,
5: yeah, no, I'm serious. Dan's been cracking me up the whole show. He went oh, to the good. MVP MVP. Oh, there, there we go. Already. But, uh, it's already settled. But, but I will say, what it's, is it's that about? Little, it's little. It's the little comments that you you throw behind.
0: Oh your, well, thanks. Your, your intro, Sully, I they love that. But I yeah. gotta say that the only person that can handle the MVP is TD. Yeah, that, I I yeah.
5: admitted on Twitter. Yeah. That I have an asterisk next <laughs> to all my. Oh okay. Oh, because
0: yeah. then TD said on Twitter that he doesn't even accept he that you were saying the it. asterisk. Oh well. Yeah, that's. Those well, if you're tricks, giving it to Dan.
1: I agree with TD. <laughs> <The heck? laughs>
0: anyway, Gil Brandt said that uh, if you put Cam Newton in the Green Bay offense. Uh what was it? They wouldn't skip a beat? Was that what is along? Something along of, those lines. And uh Peter King had the Vikings, I believe, uh number six in his power rankings to start the Chiefs season, number four. And the Chiefs at number four. And uh, the
1: Jaguars at two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's not true, but okay. it, is, it, it was a pretty wild list. What's more ridiculous?
4: Well, Gil Brandt, who uh Greg's squirming in his seat. I don't more, know why. We're just talking
0: you know, opinion over here. Gil Brandt, who I'm knows squirming. more about
4: football than, you know, maybe the four of us, well or no combined. He's the godfather. He made the point that Cam Newton's accuracy problems are overblown, and it's, it's usually the surrounding talent around him that's more of the problem, which I think is just patently untrue. I mean, if you watch him, He's got a scattershot arm. It's very inconsistent. Uh, on the other hand, Peter King's list, I mean, I'm surprised he put his name on that thing.
3: Oh, stop. It's it's. This is an easy one. <laughs> the Gill comment to me is insane. The Packers would be so much wild, and I'm a huge Cam Newton fan, so much wildly worse. Whereas, at least in Peter King's case, the NFL is a topsy-turvy, unpredictable league every year. Chris Wesseling, the two of us sometimes go after all the writers for just being sheep and picking the same teams year after year. And here's someone in a big spot that has a very original take. So you know we shouldn't totally. Peter King's
4: it. record on analysis over you. the last decade. You know what, what I'm saying? Good. Well, but
1: I would I'll I would say that the Kings is less zany in the sense that exactly. it hasn't happened yet. And last year when we were doing our right Kings, out of his chair, well, we all boy. had the Cowboys in the, in the bottom five. Most of us, if I'm not we all, the Cowboys buried, buried low. Some people had the Redskins winning the division. We had nutty stuff going on, and we were wrong on a ton of things. We were right on some. So he's swinging for the fences. And you know what? he did? Here's where, he, here's where he's smart. He did something that was so bizarre compared to the other lists that people are talking about it. I don't like when Mark
0: points at me. It gets scary.
1: <laughs>
3: I was going he has like long this. I was like an air traffic controller. I was going like, like this. I, just, I mean,
1: Gill's thing. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't agree with either of them. But Gill's right. been around. Good, two more. Good two question more. by the quarterback. Yeah, I like yeah. A couple good questions.
0: Uh, it started out a little weird because Greg was clearly uncomfortable, and I don't know why, but. Well, Everything's straightened out. Gil
1: Brandt is the godfather.
0: Yeah. With all due respect, there was all respect to Gil. On, on it. Greg and Emma
1: Stone to... have passed <laughs> some ties. Let's just go there. Uh, this room, uh,
0: Saul, or Saul, Saul Moran at Fitz958. That's really all over the map. Uh, <laughs> most scarce position in this year's draft that I should prioritize. Now, this is a fantasy question, and I, I will say we'll do it again come August. Our fantasy uh, Football Spectacular. Because, we might do
1: two this year. All right, why not? Wow. Because we
0: got Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal. <laughs> all
1: right, I'll take those days off.
4: And I don't think anybody's going to listen to me after <laughs> I bagged on Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders. Last,
0: last listen, don't let anybody know that. But these <laughs> two guys were really powerhouses of the old uh, Roto World site. And uh, you know, so we got to take advantage of it. So that will be coming up in August. But for now, let's answer this question: most scarce position in this year's draft that I should prioritize from Salar Moran, who is also Fitzy.
3: Mm. I'm I'm quickly che- I'm quickly checking, but it it's got to be running back as always. Well, last year it was tight end. But tight end, it's like how can it position? It was only
4: Jimmy Graham really, because Gronk was coming back from the ACL. He wasn't moving yet in
3: training camp. But this year. And then dumbasses
0: like myself prioritize Jordan Reed and get banged.
3: <laughs> how scarce can tight end be when. I don't know. I get, I guess if there's one or two, then then basically you're fine if you just have one of the other guys that are just okay.
4: I haven't studied at all, so I'd be speaking out of my ass to try to answer this question.
0: All right, but in August, you will be ready.
4: Sure, if you tell me to be. Oh, yeah. I speak out of my ass. I all can't the wait time, for the show. Running back.
0: What a fun show. Not uh, a lot of 300 carry guys. And finally, this from Richard Hunter. And uh, his his handle's not that Hunter. Is there another Richard Hunter that's very famous? Doesn't matter. Uh, which concert <laughs> would you rather go to? Delaware's comeback performance. <laughs> Delaware, of course, Greg's former goth uh, emo band goth in movie. New England. <laughs> or Clipboard Jesus' acoustic guitar, guitar debut. That is Charlie Whitehurst, uh, of course. This one's easy. Uh, what do you think, Greg?
4: Clipboard Jesus can only play glycerine in pink houses. Why do
1: I want to see that? <laughs> I'd much rather see Delaware. I don't know what kind of concert you're drawing in for Delaware. Like how many tens or Just hundreds assume, of people. Just assume
0: it's a, a, a very uh, private club gig, very setting. intimate setting. I'm assuming the that the they're going to
1: play what, like the early 90s, Mid ninety goth selection that Greg wrote four or five of those songs, and it would be a look into who he was back then. I'd have to go Delaware. Yeah, I think that's the easy answer. You're just to see Greg and to be able to make fun of him.
0: I'll tell you what, I you know, I'm crazy. I went to three U two shows in last week. They're my favorite band, but I would give up the chance to see Bono ever ever again to see Greg on a (laughs) stage with his other little Massachusetts friends belting out some love songs. (laughs)
1: Little Massachusetts. Why do you assume they're little? There's no
3: love songs. There's no goth song. What, yet. are
0: they like political songs? Was it like
3: Morrissey? More like goofball songs.
0: Oh. Goofball. You, were you more like Weird Al?
3: Nah, more like maybe like They Might Be Giants or something. Hmm.
0: Well, know, we like the idea nerds.
1: that it's a goth band, so it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, I, that's, I that's the most
0: important thing.
4: Birdcaging your soul, is that what there they might go. be? Yeah. yeah. Anna and G.
0: I thought you were like a classic naval gazer in terms of the, uh, or is it shoe gazer?
3: Shoe gazer? <laughs> no. We're like, uh, yeah, mix, mix between them and the Dead Milkmen, I would say, maybe. All
4: right.
0: Listen, we got to see this. was <laughs> well, not that
4: a skateboarder's band? I don't know. I'm just making sense.
0: Finally, if wow. anyone, if you're listening right now and you were involved with that band or you have any footage, audio, or video, or otherwise, One guy reached out to me. I address. dropped the ball. Yeah, let's get in touch with him.
1: Well, stop holding out on us. All
0: right, that's it for today's show. We'll be back, I think. Are we doing three shows next week? Let's try to do three shows next week, but we might do two. You're going to get some shows either way. That's all we can promise. Uh, And we'll talk more football. Uh, This is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss. Ayo, Sully. Ayo. On the glass. And McGinnis, the Irishman. Until next week.
2: Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
1: You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited Plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited Plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding.